Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Howdy, howdy, ho. Hi. Hey there, guys. We're back. Woohoo! Very excited. It's been, been a, a minute. It's yeah. been a few days, actually. Maybe two months, I think, since we've done a podcast. But that said, we're so excited to be back because LashCon kicked ass. It was amazing. It was so much fun. It was. Yeah. So we thought we'd come on before we get back into the interviews, just do one little kind of wrap-up show where we talk about our favorite moments, some of maybe our not-so-favorite moments, and just also say some thank yous because there's so many people behind LashCon that we owe Really a huge shout out. And so I, I thought we'd start with that. But first, hi, Tuss. Good to see you. Hi. Good yes, I'm so you. excited to talk about this because, know. you know, you want to give credit and honor where honor is due. And you also want to kind of wrap it up for those of you who couldn't come. Yeah. I mean, we spent basically a year working on this and it, it all went off and it went great. And of course, there were things that we have to learn. And people have been so gracious and kind to meet with us and talk to us about things they love, things they didn't love. And so LashCon's only going to get better, bigger and better, as we hope. But before we get into that, let's do some shout-outs or thank yous. There are so many people that came to LashCon who helped out in so many amazing ways. So, Tuss, I'll let you take the first two because I know they mean a lot to you. Oh, I really want to shout out to Ivy Bailey and Christy Lee. Yeah, Ganari. Yes, you guys are so fabulous, so helpful. These gals worked tirelessly. They they bought tickets. And they still volunteered to help and didn't ask for anything else. Just said, we're here to help. Just tell me what to do. I mean, it was amazing. And we were so trusted and so relied on their their feedback and their input that, you know, they we kind of made them part of our team. Yeah. You know? So that took sacrifice, that took determination, that took giving, giving of themselves. So I want to say thank you so much, my friends. Yeah. So appreciate you. They were great. And by the way, both have been on our, com- our podcast. So if you want to go back and check them out, go listen to one of our, look them up, Christy, Lee, and Ivy. You'll see their podcast in the last year, I believe. So I just want to say something about yeah. Ivy. My kids loved Pokemon when they were little. So every time we say Ivy, they would always say Ivysaur, you know, because that's a Pokemon. So in my head, every time I see her name, I always think Ivysaur. Not like S-O-R-E, but S-A-U-R, Ivysaur. Yes, so. oh, that's good. Finally, the truth is out what we call Ivy. She's our Ivysaur. She's our Ivysaur. Also, Pat and Stephanie Nonari from Fangirl and Color Cube basically were the ones behind all the graphics and logos and actually not the main logo. We had that elsewhere, but they did all the t-shirts. They did all our signage. Pat's amazing. The guy will literally... I had him working like at three in the morning. I mean, he he just just doesn't you know, Paul nonstop. kept saying to me, Pat's like me. He's energized by the demand. He's energized by the pressure, and yeah. it was really a delight. The crazier you get, the more Pat just gets. I think um, going, and so he's thrives under pressure. Love working with him. He was wonderful. Quick thinker, good problem solver. Yeah, and we have a sign that <laughs> that we had for the backdrop of our stage that we decided to take off. His wife was so wonderful. She's like, oh, I think it's okay. And Pat's like, no, this thing sucks. We should take it down. And I go into the main room and look at it and go, no, no, we're taking it down. It doesn't work. And what I love about him is that he wasn't so married to it. Like, this is, I made this. It has to go up. He was willing to say, no, let's just take it off. It's okay. It's no big deal. Like, to be able to adapt in the moment, not to hold on to something so tightly that you did, that you that has to go forward when maybe it's not the best that you could do. And I think that's one of the things I love about it is that he's willing to cut his losses and adapt or fix it. And next year, Ray, we're talking about, okay, we, we did it wrong. 
We're going to come back and do it right. But the stage still looked great. I mean, the stage was oh, amazing. Was I awesome. don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's because you never saw it. Huh? I know. <laughs> so, the one thing I just wanted to shout out to them about Fangirl Society is it's so much fun to work with. So, yeah. if any of you guys have needs for your um, team or your business, yeah. you should check them out. They do graphics, they do design, they do all sorts of cool stuff. They can definitely help you out. We also want to say real quickly thank you to Luis from um, Prestige, um, not Entertainment, um, Events. Yeah, he, they did their IV. We he literally adapted on the fly to everything I did, and I gave him like no help whatsoever. I totally left him in the wind at times, and he made the best of it and did a great job. And that's mainly because I was overcommitted to too many things, and I just couldn't give him the resources he needed. Needed, but he never complained. He was cool as ice when things went wrong because of me. He still was like, no big deal. He'll get through it. I mean, really, I need more people like him in my life who just are stable and don't fluctuate with the wind so much. Also, we had a couple of our t- people, team members who were staffed this year that were great. Actually, three people. I'll take actually go back four people. Sophia Muniz, um, Kayla um, Spagnola, Colleen Bennett, and Megan Bell all were our paid staff this year, which was kind of exciting to have actually staff versus years before it was all volunteers. And they all were amazing. Each did their thing and did a great job. Sophia was in charge of the swag bags. Yes. And that is no uh, a monster. small job. It's a I monster. Mean, because this year, the bags weren't all the same. So managing all that and making sure that... And, and real quick, I need to explain that because we were like, what do you mean they're not the same? What we did is we had 300-some bags for the general swag bag, 150 for the VIP and, 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 no, and no swag bags for speakers or sponsors or anything like that. So with the 300 bags, we didn't ask our, our sponsors to give us 300 items. Some did, by the way. It was really sweet of them. But most gave us 150 items. And the reason why we did that is because I, I already they were paying to be in there to ask them to give me 500 items like That's that. I felt a like lot. a lot. It's That's a lot. It's a huge it's commitment. Tens of, it could be tens of thousands of dollars for some of them. So I decided to go and just say, no, do 150, and then we'll mix and match. So what we did is we gave value to all the items. Like these, these items are 50, these are 30, these are 20, whatever it is. And then we just mix and match so that every basically came in was about the same value. So there wasn't this disparity where some bags were worth $800, some were worth $200. No, no. They're all basically around six something, 650 I think it was. But some of the items were different. And so that's why it was a very unique kind of thing for us to do this. But it's something I think it worked really well. And maybe we were hoping it would create some more trading. Like someone's like, I don't like this. Item. It's like trading Pokemon cards, Pokemon again. Um, and you were just, hey, I don't like this. Why don't you trade with me? And you can mix and match yourself. So that's why our bags are a little bit different. And Sophia did great. Kayla was in charge of... All of our volunteers, she did great. Colleen was actually my co-producer. She worked with me for about three and a half months, and she sat in me and had to put up with me in this room and just working, and she had to basically shepherd all our sponsors, which was not an easy task. Not that our sponsors are difficult. It's just there's so many. It's just a lot of details, a lot of little micro stuff that you have to deal with. Remember, Megan came on and handled our social media, so we had to actually, I thought, fun and cool reels for our event. My sister, Renee, she came and helped out. She produces million-dollar events all the time, and she volunteers to help us out with ours. With our little events. Yeah, that's very cool. David Kang came on and did all the video behind the scenes for our, um, basically for our live stream. So that was really hard. That We learned a lot. We made a lot of mistakes there, and we will do better. Our audio was by far not great, but the good news is the video worked fine. So for us, we just need to go back and tweak things a little bit, and it'll be much better next year. And then Nikki we love because she came on last second and did our whole dance routine. 
and she taught everyone to dance also. And she was so much fun. And she was actually, and she actually, we did a little dance. We and Tuss closed out the first session, did a little dance saint number that she created for us. At first, she created something that was like professional and cool. And but we were we, not equipped we could do that. to do that. It was like, <laughs> oh no, like we could barely do a TikTok dance. So yeah. like, we have to like dumb it down. So, so I told her, do something that Will Ferrell will have done back in the 90s. And that would be, I think, much more interesting than seeing me um, trying to be like a cool dancer. So Nikki Blankenship, she is is a dance instructor. Yeah. Um, we met her through Shelby uh, uh, from uh, Lash Boss Radio. And the other thing I want to shout out to her and her team was that they had to perform. We had a little bit of a mix-up. We're going to talk about this uh, a little bit later. But the sound w- with the opening dance number had some problems. And they had to like just stand up there kind of awkwardly waiting until the music started. And yeah. I just I know that's hard for any performer. So I just want to shout out for them handling it with grace and charm and, yeah. and just taking like true professionals. They so. were great. They, Kudos. Yeah, they were amazing. Also, I want to say thank you to Cheryl and Anne-Marie of Untamed Artistry because they provide our swag bags. Turned out our swag was like overwhelmingly too much. So their bags end up being inside our bigger last second purchase. These are the little things that happen behind the scenes. We're like, oh my gosh, we have too much stuff. We can't fit in the swag bag, which I guess is a good problem for our attendees. But for us, it was definitely a crazy thing. So most people, I'm sure, threw away our pink bags. But their bag was super cute and something that they can keep and use um, for whatever purpose they need it for. So designed it. It was great. Also want to say thank you to Allie and Vike, Lily of Lash Anarchists, because they threw an epic PJ party or rap party after party We've on Monday. We've come to expect nothing less. Yes. I mean, they are absolutely the best party hosts ever. So much fun. Yeah, and they're so generous. I mean, they bought, I think, 300 drink tickets or something like that and brought appetizers Set up these cute little areas for photo like ops. the little teepee tent thing yeah. and the and the neon lights and then the other thing that I love that Vike did was they printed the giant Paul head and yeah. oh, uh, it came out on the dance floor at both parties and it was so much fun. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's scary. <laughs> it's, love it. Oh gosh, I know it's now. Never mind, I won't even go there. So let's say also we want to give shout outs to some of our other sponsors who really rose above and beyond. And really the two biggest ones were Ellie Bonnet and SoCo Lashes. Mindy Lamb and with Ellie Bonnet and Jenna Cash from SoCo were just super cool and great to work with. They did so much for us. I mean, they really supported the con. They paid a lot. They hopefully I feel like we'll get a lot from this. And I just want you guys to check them out. If you're if you've not gone to Ellie Bonnet, ever bought anything from it, you definitely need to. And Soco Lashes is this up and coming brand. I think it's gonna be doing some great work. They're actually a California company, so we love that. And so definitely check the, both of them out. And also I want to just say thank you to Jenna and Mindy because they were also very generous in giving feedback. They gave really productive, helpful feedback that's gonna make Lashcon better. So next year, when things are better. You can, you know, reach out to them and say, thanks guys for being so cool and supporting LashCon and for your feedback. You know, sometimes people, because they're trying to be nice or spare your feelings, they they won't really tell you some of the things that you need to hear, right? Because it's difficult. And I just want to thank Jenna for having the courage to go to some difficult places and say some difficult things that we needed to hear. And that takes courage. It also takes commitment. And I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. I mean, really when it comes down to it, I am... Still, we're still learning. We're like a baby conference. While we, I think we do a lot of things well, 
there's still things that were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. So it was great getting the feedback from them. Secondly, also, we want to say thank you to Beautylicious, Lash Base, Lash Bomb, my brand lashes. They were our gold sponsors and they all gave above and beyond and they were great. Their booths were great. Well, Lash Lash Base had the best booth again. <laughs> they couldn't be here. In fact, we were supposed to be at IBS with them, and we ended up being in their booth. And They're from it over. England. They're so from they, England. They couldn't travel because of uh, travel restrictions. Travel okay. restrictions went up on November 8th. The event was November 6th. So they were literally missed it by two days, so they couldn't be there. It was very sad. But God willing, they will be back next year. It was a blessing that they still were part of LashCon and helped support us. And then I want to give three shout-outs to really two podcasts and a YouTube channel. Because these people did something very cool. Kayla Hertz from Educate Artistry did a kind of review, um, almost like a live vlog where she recorded live stuff during the whole conference. Oh my gosh, it was people. such a special treat. It was almost like a little documentary. And it yeah. was so cute just to see her joy about like even like getting a little baby jam from the breakfast table and just seeing it through her eyes was I think, such I think, a delight. I think that's Jessica. That got oh, that. okay, yeah, okay, okay. I think okay, that was okay. Jessica. But anyhow, but that said... It's a great podcast. You should check it out. Um, Kayla puts a lot of heart into it, and it's really trying to help our industry. Also, there's Lash Alliance podcast, Morgan Hetfield Glass. She came on and gave a review, and she was very encouraging, very positive, very upbeat, and we were just thankful for her podcast. So go check out Educated Artistry and Lash Alliance. And then lastly, Jessica Rosales um, from, I, it's like Jessica VXO. I don't know if she pronounces it as one word or if that's just Jessica VXO. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Jessica was the her one with YouTube, the baby jam. Yeah. With the baby jam. She did a review on YouTube and she has a great YouTube page. It does a lot of cool stuff on there. Another place you definitely want to go check out and follow her. So thank you to all three of you guys. You were uh, incredibly generous and uh, we could not really it's this is why we do it right we do it so when we get that kind of feedback it puts fire back into us to go all right we did this good we did that right let's go on let's continue to amp it up and do bigger and better so getting those type of shout outs and those that kind of support really helps us to fuel us so let's go back and let's what are some of the takeaways because for us you know there was a lot of things that went right and there were some things that didn't go quite the way we wanted and but there were some things we thought we would share with you that i hope can be lessons we're learning that, or things that we believe in that hopefully can you can take in the can choir. translate for your business. Yeah. the concepts. Yeah, the ideas, the the lessons. Because me just talking about LashCon and saying how cool LashCon was probably isn't that exciting to listen about. And even doing a 14, 15 minute talk about thank yous, maybe it's not the the best podcast we will ever do. But I felt like these people all earned it, and we need to say something about give it. honor where honor. It is really due. is. It's not always about us. Trying, I would love to teach you guys every second I talk, but sometimes I just also need to stop and say thank you. So let's talk about a few things that for us that was interesting because a few times people came up to me and were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I hope you're killing it. And I hope, man, I hope you're bring, taking home a big purse from this. Basically, you know, hopefully you're making a lot of money. You're making a lot of money. This is a killing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And because, you know, people probably looked at it and go, wow, you know, you charge 700 up to over $1,000 for your tickets. you got to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the truth is, yeah, yeah, this event does generate hundreds of thousands of dollars. Problem is, not problem, we right now are building a brand. And we are not about taking huge profits out of the company. This is all about building a brand. So all the money goes into the event. Like our party on Saturday night was like well over $30,000 to pull that off because we wanted that party to be kick-ass. We wanted it to be huge. So could we pull it off? I mean, I think two years ago, our party cost us like 
$3,000 or something like that. It was really simple, very basic. But for us to build a brand, to build a name that we want people to, to think well of for LashCon, as well as for LashCast, is to do something exceptional, do something beyond what is average. And you can't just do that by being super cheap and, and cutting every corner. You can't do that on a shoestring. No, you can't. So you got to start putting your money where your mouth is. And so for us, while the event was highly successful, we didn't lose money by any means. We, it wasn't this ball, you know, the door busting type of event where we're like, wow, we brought in a half million dollars of profit. It's not that one day we hope so. We really do. We hope one day this will be a huge profit center for us. But right now we're playing a long game. We're playing a game where it's like, guys, take the profits, put it in the company, put it in the parties, put it in the events, put it in the speakers and continue to grow the event. We're scaling here. We're trying to start, you know, the event first year was 270. Last year it was like a little less than 400. This year is a little, a little less than 500. So with that scale, eventually it will tip and great profits will come in. The reason why we're sharing this is because we want to encourage you to look at your business through the lens of a long game, uh, long game. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you, you know, when you first start out, you think, okay, in six months, I'm going to be making X and, you know, in, in one year, I'm going to open a salon, blah, blah, blah. Those are great goals to have, but if you're doing it for a short gain, it's not super realistic. I mean, Alona shared with her story that if from you go Revelation. back from Revelation, basically go back and listen to her two episodes. It's amazing. It's two of, I think, of our best episodes. She really goes in and talks about how she sacrificed everything. I mean, she literally cut all her costs, cut all her expenses. I think slept on a couch, if I remember right. Um, she made her boyfriend walk, walk dogs. dogs just to make extra money. They literally consolidated down to as little but much of a footprint as possible to spend as far as spending goes so they can invest all the money into the company. They spent hundred over $100,000, I believe, setting up the company with the branding, with the stores, with the, everything they did, which it shows, right? I mean, when Revelation came out, it was like, whoa, who is this company? It was came out of nowhere and had such high – it looked like an amazing product. And that's kind of like what we're doing right now. We're like – you know what? It'd be nice. Like, hey, we brought in this much money. Let's take half of it and pay ourselves and let's travel the world or something like that. No, no, no. That's not the way we work. So right now we're building the brand. And it's not a one year, two year, three year. I feel like it's going to be four or five years before we really begin to benefit from this in a, in a big way. And it's okay, by the way. Profit's a good thing. But at the same time, you need to make sure that you as a lash stylist are not pulling out profits too soon. Yeah, that's the point. You know, save your money. If you start a product line, man, every time you sell product, take all that profit and buy more product. Expand your line. Buy more products. If you are building a salon, you know, instead of paying yourself six digits, pay yourself, see if you can get by on 60000 Maybe you're even paying your staff higher right now, but hire more people. You know, hire front desk help. Help get some social media help. Build that empire because you're getting all the pieces in place that will allow you to scale and grow, which is really where we are too as a company right now. I do 99% of everything in this company. I do all the social media. I do all the, you know, finances. I do all the, you know, you know, basically writing a lot of the stuff that we do as far as presenting for our talks and everything. Tess is there. She's supporting me by taking clients right now so that I don't have to take much money out of the company because she pay still most of the bills. Her work really pays for most of it. So that way, all the other stuff we do, our trains, our webinars, LashCon, we can take that and hopefully expand our business. So that's something that you guys, as you're building your company, I really want to advise you or encourage you to just 
I know it's tempting, man. You made a lot of that money and you just want to start enjoying the, the rewards. The of it. Yeah, yeah, don't. This is what we did when we had the salon. We really took very modest amount of money home. Everything was put back into the salon, into the product, into the, the marketing, into staff. It was hard for the staff to understand that um, because I think a lot of times – you know, people will kind of villainize the boss and think they're just taking home tons of money at night. They they back up the truck and shovel the money in, right? Well, I think a lot of it is because people think that's what I would do. If my company made a million dollars, I would make sure I'm taking home at least half of that. So they judge you based on what they would do. And as business people, we try to have integrity in what we do. We really try. I mean, I'm not going to say we're perfect by any means, but there is a time when you've earned it. Um, for instance, I mean, here's a little marker that I remember from strategies. They said, look, if your company makes a million dollars, guess what? How much the owner's pay is? Do you remember it us? 10%, 100K. That's the owner's pay, 100K. A lot of people are like, wait a minute, you made a million dollars and you're only taking 100K? Yeah, because $900,000 belongs to the company and you need to make sure that money is growing the company. If you take more than 100000 you're kind of stealing from the company and you're not helping. So for us right now, we're far from making a million dollars for last cotton. So we're not paying ourselves at these insane levels that we love to. And I think for us, I think everyone's always focused on money and they're focused on, I want to buy the nice cars. I want and, the Gucci, yeah. pantyhose. And you see people on YouTube or on Instagram showing off their lifestyles and you're like, you know, good for them. I'm glad they're successful, but don't fall for the temptation for the short-term win to cash out early, take that money and buy that stuff when you really need to be investing that money into your company and growing it. So for us, LashCon is totally that. We are growing it into what we hope will become a worldwide brand one day, but it's going to take many, many years to get there. It's not going to happen in three, four years. I mean, really to get to the level we want, it'll probably be eight to 10 years. So you got to be patient and you got to grow it that way. And same with you guys. So anyway, that's our, one of our big takeaways we got. Um, also another one, this is similar. I, I am way too involved in too many things. And part of that was this last year, I, I was afraid to hire people because of COVID. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I had to be very careful. We still hired people. We had five, six people or four, four, four or five people on staff, but I needed like 12. But I just have to say that this is kind of survival and this is kind of how we've always rolled. It's like we will sacrifice our time and our energy and our efforts to get the project done. Yeah. As scrappy, you know, scrappy as heck, uh, grit, uh, you know, using all that grit to hustle, to get yeah. it done, right? And that's kind of an encouragement for you guys. But at the same time, once you get to a place, there's no way you can do it all. No, and you will, I mean, almost every last two times we've done LashCon Live, it kills me. I mean, the, I, I didn't sleep on Saturday night. Thursday, Friday, and Sunday nights, I actually got some sleep. Saturday night, I, I slept. I didn't sleep at all. And that's not acceptable long-term. I can't. That's not, not something we can build a company off of. And so next year, we're going to hire. I mean, I already laid it all out. Like at least, I think, 10, maybe it's 12 positions. And that's going to allow me to be more involved. Because one of the things that happened that was unintended is because I was so busy running around taking care of little fires, behind-the-scenes stuff, dealing with customer service issues, whatever is that people who came, like some of our sponsors, as well as some of our vendors, felt like I didn't care. They felt neglected. They felt neglected. And, and indeed they were. And they were. Why? Because I was dealing with selling a ticket at 2 a.m. one night and trying to get that person their badge and making sure things were printed. And that's silly. That's just silly. Why am I doing customer service stuff at 2 a.m.? 
I well, shouldn't. you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and so part of it was because we're still in a COVID world, we didn't have the guarantee that this thing would go off even. Yeah. So we had to hedge our bets, and we took on more in terms of labor because we didn't want to put the money out right away and then to have it all fall through and then be completely out and then yeah. completely bankrupt. No, we, we, couldn't lo- <laughs> we couldn't lose money on this thing. This thing had the break, you know, worst break-even. Thankfully, we made a small profit, and that was a success for us. But that said – one of our biggest values is that we care. That's really how I always told our team when we were a salon. The reason why we do well, the reason why we're, we have a great successful salon is because we care. Most people don't. But the part that's hard is that some of the people that didn't feel cared for, that, that weren't nurtured the way that we were supposed to, we, we let them down. So that's painful. But at the same time, humility is really your best, best friend. And so for me, after LashCon was over, I've had to eat humble pie and I've had to apologize to a few people. Not Thankfully, not a ton, but a few. Let them know that I meant well, that we are here to serve them. We want them to be a success. But at the same time, we definitely failed in some ways. And hopefully we will make it right by them and serve them and support them in the, in the coming year. And from everyone I've talked to, pretty much most of the sponsors, I think, are coming back. So that's positive. But at the same time, we, we have lessons to learn. But I need to be humble in this and not be defensive because I see this. We, we were at a store or restaurant the other day, and we had a little issue. And as soon as we brought the issue, the person was like, well, da, 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 da. she started defending. I'm like, girl, I'm not looking for why it didn't go well. I'm just sharing it was disappointing. I just wanted her to hear me and say, you know what? I hear you're frustrated. And that's what I've been doing with a couple people. It's like, you know what? I can hear and I can see why you'd be upset. And I am heartbroken that that happened or that you felt let down or you felt like I didn't care or whatever the situation was. And I just apologize. And man, guys, for you, that is such a this empowering tool that you can use in your business whenever you're dealing with clients. Whenever anybody is upset, Bill Gates has a quote. It's one of my favorite. Our most unhappy customers are our greatest source of learning. And in that moment, if you can humble yourself to say, I just got to listen. I've just got to listen. Don't be defensive. Listen to what the person is saying because there's value in it. And if you can just listen to them and respond to them with care um, as a person, as a human being, and then once the emotion comes down, look at yourself and say, what did I really have? What could I really do to improve this? What could I do? And that's when the sharpening comes. So if you can take a lesson from us or just say, I'm going to hear it and I'm going to be humble when I hear this and I'm going to just uh, display care. Yeah. That's a secret weapon. It really is. I, I feel like I have been able to get through more issues by just being humble and taking it. And sometimes I'm not, I'm not the one that's wrong, by the way. There's been times where, you know, I... Felt like I actually did a good job, but you know what? If I want to reconcile this relationship, if I want to work with these people, like a client or a team member, you know what? I'll just take the high road. I'm I'm I I can handle it. I'm not going to die because you know I maybe I said well they really kind of messed it up, but you know what? I'll just own it and move on. There there are definitely times where your boundaries you need to stand up for yourself and, and put people in their place and all that. But I think more times than not, I think for us it's served us better just to take the high road and admit the the fault that we had, even if they don't admit anything that they've done wrong. Can I just, I'm going to spill the tea here a little bit. He said that we went to a restaurant the other day. I'm going to actually name it. Okay. I'm (laughs) going to name it. Okay, so we work in a building, which is just flush with uh, lots of fast food places around us. And downstairs- Fast casual. Fast casual is, is Panda Express, Panda and Tea. It's on Lake Avenue. And- 
I love it because they have these great super greens, which is like cabbage and broccoli. And usually I just get that. And sometimes I get the Beijing beef with it, right? It's kind of a treat because it's got a lot of sugar in it. But the greens are always like what I go for. The problem is, is that we go down there and they never have the greens. It's always, oh, can you wait five minutes? Can you wait three minutes? And sometimes I can't. You know, as lash artists, you don't even have that time. You've got 15 minutes in between. And if you don't, you're not going to get the room turned over. So you're pressed. And so this happens every time we go down there. And Paul just mentioned, you know, he he actually wrote a review to Panda Express and explained. But the last time it happened was, was last week. He made a comment to one of the staff members and said, hey, in a very humble way, hey, you might just want to have more vegetables available, you know, either have a bigger pan so that they're not waiting. And immediately, I think she was the manager, came over and she was so defensive and was like, you know, we'd rather have it so that's fresh and you have to, you know, you just wait three minutes. And the, it was so unpleasant. It's like, now I never even want to go back again. She was angry at she us. She was really angry. She was angry. And instead of being like, hey, I know you guys come here all the time. I know you have to wait and I know it must be frustrating. I'm going to pass that information on to management. I'm going to see what I can do for you. That would have been so much better t- than to be angry and defensive. I'm sure she's tired of people getting mad about it. Well, you know, She even mentioned that other people mention it. Like, well, if... <laughs> If multiple people are now mentioning this as an issue, maybe it's a problem. Maybe it needs to be fixed. I don't know. This kind of crazy idea that you have a problem and you just keep ignoring it. And now you demonize the people who come in and and show displeasure over it. So now I don't ever want to go in again because, number one, I don't want to wait. I don't want to have this issue. And and I don't want, you know, her looking at her. Looking, oh, there's those people again. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that person. So we'll just go somewhere else. So anyway, the point is, is that when somebody brings something unpleasant up to you, listen to them and show care. Yeah, acknowledge it. Just repeat back. I mean, it's called active listening. Something we learned in counseling years ago is if Tusk comes to me and says, hey, I'm, I'm really upset, what do I say? You're really upset. It sounds like you're really, you're really, really upset. upset. Instead of saying, what is it? Uh, what, 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 why? Why, why are you mean? mad? Why are you always mad? <laughs> it's like people are like, uh, okay, that's that's basically I'm communicating. Don't listen to me. Don't talk to me. I mean, don't tell me what you bad news you have. We need to have that humility. So you just listen. And you know what? What's amazing? It it may be painful for a short period of time, but usually what comes out of it is connection. Yeah. So when the client comes to you and says, "Hey, you know, they just didn't last," what you say is, "Oh, so they didn't last? What happened?" Tell yeah. me about it. Yeah. Instead of being like, well, you came in with mascara on, you came in late, you had your Starbucks in your hand, and then you had to leave, you know, you had to go to the bathroom. You know, you don't start into all that. You just yeah. ask them to explain. And sometimes they'll catch it themselves and start saying, well, you know, I did realize I did come for late. Or, yeah, you know, they'll start owning it. You can it. talk to them about those things, but after they feel heard. So yeah. anyway, that's just a little tip. Yeah, that's something for us that I had to learn from Tuss that really helped our marriage. So hopefully I've learned to use those same tools in business, and I think it makes a huge difference. Next big thing, next big idea, I guess, or takeaway I wanted that I actually think is great because it's like this is something we hear all the time with lash artists about price. Like, oh, my price is too high. In fact, I remember even hearing a couple of people talking about their price when we're talking about at salons, and they're like, well, in our area, we can't charge too much because da-da-da-da-da. like, okay. Guys, stop it. Just stop it with the pricing concerns. And my proof of the pudding is this. I heard from many people saying, wow, LashCon is really expensive. Now, truth is, if you compare us to other Lash conferences, we are right in the same 
spaces that in fact but you get more value you get more value but the nice thing i love to hear after the con like people are like oh it was really expensive and some people are like well i'll go once every couple years three years whatever because i just can't afford this every year pretty much everyone after that was like okay forget it i'm coming every year so what do you think changed what was like oh wow you're really expensive to now wait i'm for sure coming back every year there's value that's all it was they realized that yes, the tickets range between what six hundred and over a thousand dollars, and yes, that's a lot of money, especially for a lot of these people I know. They're not making six digits, so it's a big sacrifice to come. But the value was there, and once they saw the value, price became irrelevant. They were like, "Nope, I don't care." In fact, if you charge more, I'd come because now it was so good for them. It was both uplifting. It was encouraging. It was inspiring. They learned a ton. They made tons. They were tons, equipped. They were equipped. They made tons of new friends. So all those things offset the expense of paying seven hundred dollars for their ticket. It just all of a sudden the ticket seemed extremely reasonable. In fact, I had a lot of people even tell me like, "You could even charge more." Which, by the way, we're not. We charge. I already we put ticket sales out. I think we charge about the same. Maybe the end. If you wait till the very end, you may charge be charging more than this year. But we're not going to bump our prices up by like you know twenty percent or like that. We're going to continue to because be again, our goal is the long game. Yeah, exactly. So for you guys out there, they're all worried about price, all worried about charging too much. Here's the thing you really need to be focusing on, and that is providing true, true value. I mean, for us, our goal eventually with LashCon is like our ticket sales open up, and in like in a day or two, we sell out. That's what we'd love to see because the value is so high that people are stumbling all over themselves to buy the ticket. That's what happened with things like Hamilton. Why is Hamilton charging insane prices for their musical, and why was it sold out for months at a time? Because the value that people got from it was so amazing. They didn't care what it cost. They just want to get in. So that's the mentality of what you need to be doing when it comes to building your business. You cannot just be saying, I just need to do good lashes. That's not enough. Plenty of people do good lashes. You get good lashes almost on every street corner. Yeah, it's coming very common. So what you need to do is create an experience that no one else can create. That's what's going to set you apart. When you send that video greeting to people when they first book with you or when you call every person the day after to check in on how their lashes are or you provide um, not just coffee or water and some crappy snacks but when you provide like we tried but never worked it out we were going to have people they could order lunch on the way out or dinner from a local restaurant we'd have it waiting for them when they checked out you do things that other people don't do, that is going to build your business quicker than Instagram. Yeah, just even wearing a uniform, your uniform every day, that you come looking like a professional, like a doctor. Yeah, you look professional. You don't come in your shorts and T-shirt and sweats or anything. You come looking like a professional. You talk like a professional. You have high-end stuff in your salon, like maybe really nice stuff for them to buy. Maybe you put sheets and you use towels. Yeah, you do all sorts of things that really help you basically level up your company. Like, for instance, I know with Courtney with um, Plush and Oak, their bed, really luxurious. So you really want to make sure that you have all the tools to make your place nice. You don't want to be just another, I'm going to get everything cheap as I can, go low end because I want to save money. This is why you don't pay yourself really well in the beginning because you take all that profit 
you put it into the company, you upgrade the bed, you upgrade your tools, you upgrade your lashes. You use a hot towel on, on clients that are going straight home, something yeah. like that. Or maybe you use a hot towel on their hands. There's lots of things you can do. You provide- A um, massage, a little hand massage at the end of the appointment or a head massage or shoulder massage. You just do extra. There's a diffuser going in the room. You send them home with a little aftercare kit that's just maybe also got a little piece of chocolate in there. Yeah. You know, lots of little things. Maybe you don't ever charge for the cleanser. You get like our cleanser is like $13. Every new client gets a free cleanser. And we use OcuSoft, which was one of our sponsors, by the way. Here's another thing. <laughs> you you serve them a drink, but you don't hand it to them just out of your hand. You you get a tray and you put a little doily on it. You put let me just tell you those small little things. Yeah. Oh my gosh, people are like, Oh my gosh, you handed it to me on a tray. <laughs> hand them their spoolies on a tray. Yeah, yeah. It I've seen nothing. people I've seen people want to charge with spoolies. No, spoolies are free, guys. They should be like in a cute little bag. You can use little straws, you cut off the tips so the spoolies don't get dirty. You put those over the spoolies. You just need to provide value. And when you go over the top and you provide tons of value, guess what? You can charge more and more and more. That's how you're going to be able to charge your worth. If you're just doing average lashes and people are walking in the salon, walking out, and just all you're doing is giving them lashes, you can't charge extra for that. That's not going to really wow them. So that was another one for us. That's why we, you know, while I think LashCon is expensive, I think the value is way more than that. I mean, there's other conferences we know that charge about the same, and they're like one-day conferences. And so no offense to that, but I mean, we gave people three full days of amazing content, some of the best speakers, parties every night, socializing, appetizers, breakfast in the morning, tons of value, and people get that. They understand this is worth it. And so while I know you may be still worrying like, oh, I can't charge more, start focusing on providing the extra value. And by the way, next year, we're going to have a webinar where we talk about customer service and what you can do. So that's basically going to be, we're going to talk about a customer service audit, which we've done on our podcast too, but we're going to go into more depth on uh, this webinar. And then, so if you want to learn how to do that, just wait for that webinar next year and you will be able to really break down and learn how to really up-level your game so that really you don't have to worry about Instagram because people will become your fans. They will go out and get their community and their people to come into you and you won't have to sit around and worry about posting TikTok videos every day, if, especially if you hate it. If you love it, great. But I know a lot of you out there feel worn out and, and tired of Instagram and all that. And you really don't need those tools if you really grow and focus on your customer service. And last thing I, I think, and then we'll get to upsides and downsides, or upsides and some of our failures. But was one other thing that I thought was really cool to see is this conference really represents our DNA. I feel like the people there, it's our tribe, it's our community. And because of that, the group is so engaging I hear it all over and over, like, people are like, oh, my gosh, I made so many friends. People are so just coming up to me saying hi. I mean, that's not normal. I've been to conferences beforehand, and most of the time I've been to conferences, most people stay private. They stay to themselves. They talk to their friend. They're not trying to mix and mingle, and that just is not here. Now, am I saying that everyone at the conference walked away with a best friend? And, no, I'm sure. We had almost 500 people there. I'm sure there were people who left a little discouraged or bummed. Or they didn't have the ideal situation. Yeah, it's going to happen, and if that's you – Actually, I'm Reach sorry. Out. Reach out to us. Let us know. I'd like to hear what your experience was like and how maybe we could do better to serve you. Because I know that this event is not perfect by any means. We have a long ways to go. But 
it's growing, it's getting better. And because people give us feedback, we can continue to improve it. So we'd love to hear from you guys on that. But that overall, I was amazed how engaging, how friendly. I mean, we were at events where practically no one knew each other, but yet you walked around and you saw everyone talking to everyone. Well, one of the things that I love to do is when people come in is to greet them really warmly and introduce them to people. And the thing that I love about all the attendees is that every every time I brought somebody new over, that person was welcomed and like, you know, um, introduced and, and made to feel at home. So thank you guys for that. So I'm just looking at time. We have to go here in a second. So let me just wrap this up real quickly. Upsides and, and, and failures. The good stuff was we had almost 500 people there. We had 38 booths, guys. 38. It basically turned into a trade show. So we were hoping for that to be a trade show, but we didn't know what it would be like. In fact, we tried to downplay it a little bit because I didn't want to like bury our sponsors and, and tons of costs and debt and just to get there and not sell much. But from a lot of sponsors I've talked to so far, they were like, it was great. The people were engaging. People came to buy. Some of the booths were absolutely amazing. So all, all side, it was an amazing thing. And next year, we're hoping to add another 25 booths. So we'll have somewhere around 60 booths, at least, if not more, available for our sponsors. So if you're interested in being a sponsor or being part of the, of the show, please reach out to me. I already have had about 20 Companies reach Spots out. Spots are going to They're going to go quick. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to hopefully open the doors for this in the next couple of weeks. So you definitely want to get in if you're thinking about being a sponsor. The parties were amazing. In fact, we're going to do this next year. We're going to have a karaoke party. Oh, yes. That was a kind of impromptu thing that came out of Sunday night. We're going to have that. Actually, our party this year, we're moving it. Our big welcome party is not going to be Saturday night now. It's going to be Sunday night because we picked this amazing oh spot, Oh, my gosh, guys. you guys. I'm so excited. It's this, beautiful. This next party is going to be amazing. Yeah, it's insane. We signed Gorgeous, the contract. amazing. Yeah, it's in the same area. We have the party buses again. It's got a place called Nor. We're going to have to get videos online eventually, show you the space. It's going to be just insane. So that said, we had also great speakers. I think Benton Crane, Jasmine Starr, and Anthony Trucks blew people's minds. We had these, these guys are people that speak at national stages at major conferences because with sponsors and you guys and so many ticket holders, we're able to go out now and get some of these bigger speakers because they're not going to come to an event with 100 people. There's not. They're like, eh, 100 people, not worth it. But when I tell them, oh, no, there's about 500 people in the audience, they're like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm listening now. Let me know what you need me from me. So Benton Crane, I blew everyone's mind about how you can make really low-cost, affordable videos. If you haven't listened to that episode or that, it's in the second plenary session. So if you have the online app. By the way, guys, if you went to the con and you haven't done this yet, the app itself, all the videos are on there now. So just go into the agenda, and you can watch all of the stuff. And we're going to leave it up there for like six months. So you have plenty of time, but do it today. Go watch Benton Crane. Jasmine Starr, same thing. She was right after him, and she talked about Instagram. It really came with a great game plan of how to really create a better and more engaging Instagram. And Anthony Trucks was just blowing people's minds with just his story and his life and where he's come from and how he's overcome. I felt it was most of an inspirational talk, and people loved it. And then, of course, we had a lot of people who were first-time last speakers, like people who have not spoken at our conferences we probably had three or four people who've never done it before. And they were amazing. I've heard lots of positive feedback saying, blah, 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 was great. That person was great. I'm not naming names because I just don't want to forget anyone. And someone would be like, hey, what about me? I thought it was good. Like, they were all great. They, yeah, it, they were all great. And we were so thankful for all our speakers. Obviously, I think the other big thing is the last anarchist party at the end. That was awesome. And the party buses. People love the party buses. I love the party. I just went around for a little bit and just drove around the party bus. It was fun. 
Quickly, our failures, areas that we could do better. Well, our balloon drop didn't happen. <laughs> the balloon drop did not happen. We all like tore it apart. And, we, like, <laughs> yeah, we attacked it like ravages beasts and all yeah, that. feral cats. Uh, we had an opening that I was really embarrassing because I got everyone into the room on Sunday morning. We're going to start off with a big bang, have this big emotional Multimedia opening. event, yeah. the dance thing, and the sound. We had problems. We had there feedback was a loop. feedback loop. Yeah, it sounded like your voice there almost for a second. It was, exactly. It, it was very, very sad, and it was a humbling lesson. And to really, I mean, I spent a lot of money on that opening. We spent a lot of time preparing and then it and just it fell. It, it failed. totally failed. Epic. But, you know, it was learning and we actually were able to extend grace to yeah. our sound people. It's just, and you roll with it, right? It's like yeah. sometimes things don't go as planned and you just roll with it. Totally. And we also had a scare of the health department because basically we almost shut down the whole con on Monday because the health department got a call from someone saying, no one's wearing masks, which they weren't. We tried. But eventually people just stopped wearing masks because they were tired of it. And then someone who was a, someone staying at the hotel was upset. Basically, yeah. So they said, we're going to shut you down if you don't get compliance back in an hour. And thankfully, everybody complied. So. Yeah, and it worked out. It was crazy. And the last thing I want to talk about, and this, so that was our ups and downs. They were, overall, is way more ups. There were a few big downs. But overall, it was a great event. Everyone, I think, really felt encouraged, inspired. They learned a lot, took a lot away, made some new friends. Hopefully more partnerships and collaborations will come out of this. And the last thing I want to share with you guys, and that is this, you guys are missing opportunities. Oh yeah, You really are. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to say the one way I know there are opportunities to be missed is through email. I've talked about this before. I emailed people. There are people that I emailed about opportunities to be part of LashCon and they never got back to me because they don't check their email. There are people who were trying to communicate about things they help them out, whether it was tickets, sponsor stuff, and they don't check their email. And so then later they come back to me, oh, my panicked and rushed. I'm like, you know what? We'll try to fix it now. But you know what? You missed the deadline by a month. We had deadlines for a reason because if we don't have those, we makes our job really hard. But of course we care and we want to try our best. So I just want to encourage you guys. I know email sucks for many of you, but man, you may be an email one day from us saying, hey, would you like to be part of this? And if you will check your email and then two months later you check and you get back to me, hey, I'd love to be part of it. Like, well, it's already happened. It's over. So just want to encourage you guys, find some way to be engaged and have better communication. Here's the thing. I don't check my email. But the thing is, is that I've got somebody that does it for me. That would be me. Paul. So have somebody. <laughs> have like somebody. That assistant. You, assistant. To you do know, that for you. Because your you're spouse. missing out on opportunities. You really are. I really felt bad. I told Tuss many times. Like, I you know some of these people are just totally losing money right now. There's opportunities to be part of something, to be involved, to grow their brands. And then they don't respond. To grow their profile, to, yeah. the, to grow their audience, their prestige, and they don't even know. Yeah. So my last thing to you guys to encourage you is, you know what? You really do need to uh, find ways to check your phone, check your DMs, check your email. Just make it part of your day. I know it can suck to be a time suck. So find efficient ways to get through it quickly and learn to sift through things quickly. But you need to do it every day because you never know when someone – may call you or reach out to you and want you to be part of your uh, something and you miss it. So, all right, guys, that is all we have for you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. It's been a pleasure. We can't wait to get back and we're going to be, we're setting up interviews now and we already have like six in the can 
from other people who've been, I, I feel bad. They literally recorded in the last six months and they've not been aired. But so you gonna, know what? It's going to come. Yeah. It's going to be like Christmas. Yeah, they're going to start coming out. So we're going to start airing those. We'll start recording some more episodes. We can't wait to bring some new things to you in this coming year. Otherwise, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. We love you. You guys mean the world to us. The world. We really do. Uh, this Without you, there would be no podcast. There would be no podcast. So thank, um, you. thank you so much. So anyway, I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCastPodcast and at The Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my last Ding Dong Tusney. <laughs> I'm a Ding Dong. You're a Ding Dong today. I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Let's back up the truck, pack it all up, and we are out of here. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. It means a lot for you to take some time out of your busy day to sit down and chat with some friends. It really means a lot. So thank you so much. By the way, guys, if you haven't heard about it, LashCon's like next week. I don't know. Maybe you should check it out. If you haven't, I promise you this. If you're not coming live, even virtually, it's going to give you so much value. You're going to be able to get this information. There's going to be practical things that you can implement to your business today. It's not going to be just all this puffy, fluffy stuff that, yeah, sounds good. You get all excited for a second, and you get home and like, what did I learn? Nothing. No, no. You're going to get very tangible, practical things that you can do in your business. So go sign up today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Cupcake Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the <laughs> you have a friend in the lash industry. <laughs> <laughs>